0: everybody ready? Let's get rolling.
1: This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280
2: The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's
3: The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone live from the warehouse. Brand new Salt Lake City location, 1825 South, 300 West. Don't forget about their Orem location as well, 86 East University Parkway. We're going to talk to Howard Beck coming up here momentarily, Gordon. But, uh, man, Football Fridays, this is going to be a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun today. Oh, man, the stories, the stories. There's so many more. I mean, we're just scratching the surface. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it. Just a lot of fun. Uh, big shout out to Alema and Coach Mac. They're just uh, they're just great. And it's fun to dive into the, the stories, Gordon, but also the football analysis. I wish we had, you know, uh, a game this weekend here locally to talk about. But uh, you know, Alema and Coach Mac, they don't. I don't know if you noticed this, Gordon, but they don't have trouble filling airtime.
0: No, not at all. And uh,
3: those games will come, as will the
0: analysis.
3: Yeah, no doubt about it as we kind of proceed through that in in what's been a pretty wild week in in college football. Um, We're going to talk some NBA hoops, though, coming up here momentarily uh, with uh, Howard Beck, our daily assist, uh, brought to you by our friends at Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online, leesheatac.com, or call them 801-747-LEES. But what do you think about my heat, Gordon? Up 2-0, seem to be steamrolling. Do you realize that they've only lost one game so far in the playoffs? Yeah, that's that's pretty
0: remarkable what they're doing right now. And Eric Spoelstra deserves an awful lot of credit, and his players are buying into what he's selling, and they are they are really really playing well right now. And as opposed to the Celtics,
3: the Celtics uh, they're they're a hot mess right now. All right. Uh, In fact, let's get to it. Uh, It's time to get out to the Sprint, or excuse me, the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. He joins us every Friday. He's our friend Howard Beck. Hello, Howard. How are you? Doing well, fellas. How are you? Hey, we're doing great. We're just talking about uh, the Heat. They've only lost one game in the playoffs and now two games to none in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, what's what's clicking with this team, Howard?
4: Well, I think you guys know I've been high on them all season going back to whenever the heck it was um, 17 years ago when the season <laughs> first started. Um, and I, I couldn't have been, could not have anticipated they would be this dominant, but I've always been a Jimmy Butler guy. And I'm a big believer in what the Miami Heat um, do. But, you know, culture is overused, but the culture they build, the development that they put into their players—I like, knew that they would be strong. And I thought they had a chance to be a dark horse in the East. And by the time the playoffs started, I thought they—they've got a path to the conference finals minimum. Um, so I'm not surprised. What they're doing well—I'm going to—I'm going to put in like the simplest possible terms. They're really connected. They really play really well together. Steve Nash was just on JJ Reddick's pod, podcast, and he used the word connectivity like, multiple times when talking about coaching, when talking about the great teams, when talking about what he saw in the Lakers, for instance, that even though they didn't have the depth of, say, the Clippers, or even the Nuggets, for that matter, there was a connectivity that Nash sees in the Lakers. That's what I see in the Heat, and I saw even from opening night. I happened to be down there for opening night. They share the ball. They have a dominant player in Jimmy Butler whose numbers don't scream dominant. He does not put up James Harden numbers or Russ Westbrook numbers or Kevin Durant numbers. But if you look at what Jimmy Butler does every night, the way he plays defense, the way he leads, and then he'll take the big shots toward the end if need be. And and, and the other night was, or last night, was it making you know two huge defensive plays? But he's not looking to dominate the ball or dominate the offense. And so – that means that Tyler Hero gets, you know, a chance to shine and is always in rhythm. And it means that Duncan Robinson's always in rhythm and Bam Adebayo is a key part of this. And so, no, they don't have the the offensive players or the kinds of stars that pop off the page, although Jimmy Butler has that in him, and at times we will will pull out one of those games, a 30- or 40-point game. But he doesn't look to dominate the offense that way. And, and you know, I, I like that kind of basketball. I like when the ball is moving and players are moving and the ball is shared. Um... And, I, I, and I, they're, they're equally connected on defense, and they're ferocious on defense. And so I think the Celtics have more overall, especially offensive talent, with, between Kemba and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. You've got three guys who can all create for themselves or for teammates. They're all really potent, really versatile offensive players. And the Heat don't have that. But I think the Heat are playing better together right now than the Celtics are.
0: Man, you nailed it there, and Howard. From my observation, it seems as though uh, as the Heat are so connected, the Celtics they're they're melting down. They blow a seventeen point lead. They go into iso ball a little bit. Um, uh, they struggle against the Heat zone. Brad Stevens holds a late night meeting with team leaders. What's going on with that team?
4: I can only speculate. Obviously, I'm not in the bubble. Um, but one of the things that happens with young talent in this league, and it's the reason why young talent often doesn't win or why they have to take their lumps first and then, you know, stick their tail between their legs, go out, you know, take the offseason, think about what went wrong, come back the next year and try to get a little further, is that sometimes young talent doesn't know how best to channel their talent or work with their teammates. And so when when things get tight, when things get desperate, when when things, you know, the pressure turns up. If you're a Jason Tatum or a Jalen Brown, and you can create a ton on your own, sometimes you you're, it's, you're lulled into that into that option. You know, you you stop doing the things, the more patient approach to the offense, that got you a lead in the first place. Now I don't know if that was exactly what happened last night. I'd have to go rewatch. But um, that is the kind of thing that happens when you have supreme young talent. Is that sometimes they want to do a little too much on their own, and it is, it is it is as old as the game itself, I think, or at least the NBA game. And so maybe it's a little of that. Um, maybe you know they uh, are, are just you know it, it, could, it could be a little bit on the defensive side too, um, that that they're just not handling you know because Miami, one of the advantages of what Miami does is that as I was alluding to earlier, by sharing the ball and having it move around, it means your defense has to work that much harder. Um, it's not just stopping the first guy or the second guy. you you're having to try to stop every option as they you know reverse the ball and everything else. And I think, you know, perhaps the Celtics are breaking down a little bit there, too. But, yeah, I mean, they'll spin it as a positive that, hey, they're yelling and getting into each other because, hey, it's the passion and it need the care and get it out in the open and all that. And it might be a positive. Um, if they get swept, it's, we're going to view that very differently.
3: Howard Beck with us, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone, while we're talking about the uh, the Celtics, just to run. Uh, we had David Locke, who I, I know you know, on earlier in the week, and he thinks that Jalen Brown will be the next big name to be moved because there aren't enough shots in Boston. What do you think about that theory?
4: <laughs> Spicy take from our friend David Locke. Very much. Um- I'm not going to jump to anything like that. Um, Look, first of all, Celtics, like the Heat, have a really strong culture and a great front office, great leadership, and they did a great job in uh, in assembling this talent. Um, I do think that, yes, some tensions can be created when you've got that many guys who can do that much on their own and feel like they all need their shine and need room to grow. That's possible that that could break them up prematurely, I don't think that's where it'll go. I mean, look, it, it's hard to fully assess them right now because Gordon Hayward's been hurt, and when he gets back, it'll be even more of a log jam. But it'll also make them that much better, assuming he's back in this series. Um, if I'm spinning this forward, like where are they next season? If they need to create more opportunities, uh, you know, for the long term, eventually it means I think moving Hayward, um, not moving the young guys. You you want you want Brown and Tatum together forever, like two guys who are you know, whatever, that six eight, six nine range, who are both, you know, big wingspan, can handle, can shoot, can defend, are versatile at the defensive uh, end, and especially in a game that keeps getting smaller and when, where it's really important to be able to play multiple positions, guard multiple positions. There's no way, like, you're doing everything possible to keep those guys together. And I think Jalen Brown, also really smart guy, I, I don't sense that he's the kind who's going to be so impulsive as to say, I've got to have my own team somewhere.
0: So, Howard, what do you make of the uh, the other series, the Nuggets and Lakers? Uh, the Nuggets have certainly shown a whole lot of heart and uh, maybe emerging before our eyes, uh, but the Lakers are very talented.
4: How do you see this one? Um, you know, people are all over the map on this one. I, I, I think it's going to be a tough series. I think the Lakers prevail because of the obvious. You know, when you start with LeBron and Anthony Davis, that's you know, you are already so far ahead of the game. Um, I love the Nuggets' depth. I love their versatility. Um, you know, how can you not love what you've seen from Jokic? But the Lakers have, you know, I, I, I think well, a couple different things here. Um, I don't know who's guarding LeBron. And this is where missing LeBarton could, could, could hurt them. But, I, look, there's no one guy there who's going to be able to do much with him anyway. But is, is Michael Porter Jr. guarding LeBron? Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know who they're, they're throwing at. Maybe Paul Millsap's. You know, going at LeBron, and and, you know LeBron will probably you know pull him out to the perimeter and then blow past him. Um, He's an impossible guard for them. Jokic is not. Is I mean, if they depending on how the Lakers start this, and I think they'll start with a traditional center, maybe Dwight Howard to bang on Jokic, and Jokic is not going to be able to move Dwight Howard. Um, Or maybe they start Javale McGee, but sub in Dwight Howard because just Dwight's stronger. But you now you got Paul Millsap to guard Anthony Davis. Okay, that's fine. But Anthony Davis can put the ball on the floor and, and get past him. Um, eventually, then maybe they go small, and if Anthony, small in quote, quotations, like Anthony Davis is not small. But if they decide to remove the center and have Anthony Davis play there, Jokic can't guard Anthony Davis. <laughs> um, so I think you know the Lakers' two best players. Are, not only are they both MVP caliber players, but they're guys that I don't think the Nuggets have the, the personnel to really match up with. Um, that said, I, the Nuggets come at you in waves. It's a really deep team, and at any given moment, you know, Porter might drop 20. Jamal Murray might drop 30. Jokic will do his thing. I, I like, the, you know, all, all these other guys, Monte Morris. Like, they've just got a, a great collection of guys that I think is, is, is more uh, overall more options than what the Lakers bring to the table. And I think the Lakers, this is where they might really hurt or may really miss um, Avery Bradley because their, their backcourt is not great and having to deal with Jamal Murray now uh, and Gary Harris, for that matter. I mean, it, they, they, need, they need defense in the backcourt. Um, so I think, it's, I think it's Lakers in six. I've heard people suggest Lakers in five. Um, we'll see.
3: Gordon and I have been arguing uh, about this for the past couple of days, Howard, but do you think that the, the Nuggets win in that series over the Clippers was more about what the Nuggets did or more about what the Clippers did not do?
4: It would be unfair to put this purely through the prism of the Clippers because I think the Nuggets, they've been bumping up against this for the last couple of years. Like, they've been a team that's been on the cusp of breaking through like this, and they've done a great job of of drafting and developing, adding pieces. Um, They're legitimately good. The Nuggets deserve to be where they are. But that said, as I often have told you guys, and we've discussed in this show, this is a league where talent dictates Almost all outcomes, and the team with the best talent usually, or especially the best player, usually moves on. Now, we've already seen that, that, that axiom fall apart a couple times, right? Giannis is the two-time MVP, and he's out. Um, but when you have Kawhi Leonard, the, the two-time finals MVP, and Paul George, you're supposed to win that series. And they had the kind of depth. They had a team that won 48 games before those guys even joined it. <laughs> um, so I do think there's a lot to be said for the Clippers just never being truly tied together. Go back to what Steve Nash was saying about connectivity. The Clippers didn't have it. They never had it. And all season, you know, whether it was Paul George being out with the shoulder, uh, recovering from shoulder surgery, whether it was Kawhi Leonard, load management, um, whether it was when they got to the bubble and Lou Williams had to leave because of a death in the family, Montres Harrell had to leave because of the death in the family, Pat Beverly had to leave because of, of, of personal reasons. They just It was such a choppy season for them, both before and after the shutdown. And, and maybe there's more to it than that. Maybe it goes deeper. Maybe they just have some chemistry issues in that, in that uh, locker room. Um, they, they certainly played that way, that they did not seem tied together. And when your two stars uh, go as quiet as they did in that final game, you kind of wonder uh, what's going on with that team mentally.
0: Howard, you mentioned Giannis wins his second uh,
4: MVP award. Is he the best player in the NBA? No, LeBron is. And I don't even hesitate on that one because, you know, a year ago at this time whether it was because Giannis was winning MVP and LeBron was injured and people were starting to think, well, maybe that's it. Maybe that's the last we'll see of LeBron at that level. Um, Or Kawhi winning finals MVP and people saying now he's the best player on earth. Uh, Kevin Durant before he went down. And there's was this. There's a, been a really big rush to say that that there's a new best player in the NBA that that, that is not LeBron. Um, the question is the way I would look at it. And MVP is a different thing, by the way. MVP is who had the best season. You can be the second, third, or even fourth best player in the league and be the MVP. Russell Westbrook was MVP one year. I don't think anybody would have said, look at the entire NBA. Who's the best player in the league? They wouldn't have said Russell Westbrook. He's, he's great, but he's not the best player in the league. He was the MVP that season. I didn't vote for him, but he was the MVP that season because he was viewed as having the best season and the most impactful season, the most valuable season. LeBron sometimes uh, paces his way through the season. He did not this year, to his credit, but in recent years has often paced his way through, and so his MVP campaign was hurt by that because you could tell he was kind of saving it for the playoffs. That's his option. Um but if, you were, if the question were phrased this way, because you asked who's the best player, if I have to win one game or one playoff series at the highest level, conference finals, finals, who am I picking? LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis, Kevin Durant, pre-injury, whoever it may be. Uh, whoever else you want to put on that list, Steph Curry, I'm still picking LeBron. If it's one game, a game seven, or a series, it's, it's still LeBron.
3: Howard, thank you very much. As always, we really appreciate the insight and enjoy the basketball this weekend. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, Howard. That's our friend Howard Beck joins us each and every Friday. Your daily assist brought to you by our friends at Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online, Lee'sHeatAC.com, or, of course, give them a call today at one seven four seven 747 Translation to uh, Howard's Clippers answer there, Gordon, I was right. Of course. He although he said
0: you can't do that. That's uh He that was just be... being
3: nice to you. He was just okay. trying to be polite <laughs> polite to the um, wrong answer there. Okay.
1: Oh, I you didn't hear that. that the same way oh i'm surprised
3: <laughs> uh coming up next gordon we're going to talk to bob casper of real golf radio uh the u.s open is going on at winged foot we'll get bob uh bob's dots did you hear bob won the the big barbecue challenge today over there at ace ace hardware bob did oh, yeah for bob had the best ribs they had a couple of listeners bob and scotty and then they had a bunch of celebrity judges down there and uh our boy, our, bo- our boy, Bobby came away with the victory. Scotty took second, so Scotty did all right. He held his own. Tom from the
1: warehouse on with us. Now, Scotty, I know you're songs. listening. I need some of those ribs. I'll tell you what, Scotty. I I've, I've heard Scotty knows how to barbecue. He's got some skills. He's the, he's got
3: some skills in a couple of different places. You know what else Scotty's good at? He's he's got the green thumb. He's a lawn guy. He's like he's like Hank Hill.
1: I he can come take care of my lawn. I don't care about my. I want some ribs. <laughs> no, I'll no. tell you one time
0: Tom, uh, we had uh, we had the whole crew over to our place and we were we were grilling some stuff up and I know this is a little different but he, uh, we were grilling some stuff up on and uh, Scotty came in he he grabbed the the utensils and he had that grill so organized you couldn't believe it man everything had its place and everything
1: was cooking up just as it should. Uh, I don't care if it's organized. How, what did it taste like?
3: It tasted fantastic.
1: Scotty, is- I know you're listening. You owe me some barbecue.
3: Well, I think he cooked up like three racks of ribs, so he might have some for you, Tom, because uh, Scotty's a giver, too. He likes to share.
1: I, I always love Scotty. I love him more right now.
3: Yeah, indeed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, maybe you could trade him a love seat or something for some ribs. Scotty, I know you're listening. You're always listening. I'll trade you anything you need if you bring me some ribs. Ooh. Oh, that's saying something. Anything, Scotty needs. Yeah.
3: Now's the time to take advantage, Scotty. Uh, but the truth is, you give great deals all the time. Ribs or no.
1: We we take care of everybody.
3: That's what you do. And you've got stuff here, which is amazing considering that that's not the truth at most places.
1: It is true. <laughs> let's talk about just some of the highlights. Sometimes when Coach Max here we get sidetracked, but we do. he's so funny that you just have to let he's him Coach go. Mack, he yeah. he's earned it. He's earned it. How about uh, let's say you want a spare bedroom mattress but you don't know that you can afford the adjustable bed deal that we offered. Clayton told me to get on there and offer we're going to do the mattress only. Made in USA Queen memory foam mattress. Instead of the online price where it comes in a box for $900, bucks, we are going to do it for $399. Unreal. And then if you need it delivered, we'll deliver it for 50 bucks. You heard a dilemma earlier today saying
3: he was shopping for a mattress not that long ago and he was floored by what you can get a
1: mattress at. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I, I went through and I looked at, um, I had some time early Monday morning, and I spend a couple hours doing research, and one video brings up 35 videos, uh-huh. and I watch this comparison, there's a guy out there called the Mattress Guy, and he evaluates all these mattresses, and there's the color of mixture of blue and red, and they took this blue and red mixture color mattress, and uh, they compared it to some of the others, the ghost The friendly ghost mattress. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. So they did some comparisons. And the average price is $9.99 for a queen up to about $1,599. But you can pay as much as $2,500 for a queen mattress online. I have Maine America gel-infused memory foam mattress that's nice for $399. And then we'll do you this comfort exchange. So let's say you lay on it and you decide, oh, it's not my favorite. We'll let you exchange it for 30 days. All you have to do is buy a mattress protector. And we sell the best brand of mattress protectors. Yeah. I don't want to advertise the brand, but when you come in, you can look it up online. You'll see it's 99 to 150 bucks, depending on which yeah. of the stores you go to. And I'll sell it to you for $50. bucks.
3: they are awesome, by the way. My toddler has one, and let's just say it The works. best. Yeah. And if you buy an adjustable bed... I'll give it to you for free. Wow. All right. got to take advantage of it. Boom, as Tom says, 1825 South, 300 West. Also, don't forget about Orham 86 East, University. Of yeah, Broadway. go
1: give Clayton some love. He just called me and said, are you advertising my store? Oh, give Clayton some love. I go think it is by. my store, but he is down there. <laughs> go check it out. We'll have
3: uh, Bob Casper coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Dick Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott 97.5, and 1280 The Zone. It's time for a 2020 U.S. Open update. A You Win a Golf 2020 U.S. Open update uh, from Wingfoot Golf, uh, Golf Club brought to you by our friends at Mountain Land Supply. Get some guns and ammo. And Black Desert Resort in St. George. Let's jump out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. You hear him every Saturday morning on Real Golf Radio. He joins us now, the barbecue champion, Bob Casper. <laughs> Congratulations, Bob. I heard it. I heard the announcement of the big win on my way to the remote today. It sounds well, like your it- ribs were delicious.
2: Well, it was, it was really fun and, uh, and the ribs were good and the ribs were all good by everybody, but, um, yeah, somebody had to win and I guess it was me. How'd you learn to do that so well, Bob? Oh, I've been cooking, uh, I've been cooking barbecue stuff for about five or six years now. Hmm. So Sounds yeah, like I, I enjoy it. it. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy it. So
3: yeah. Well- well Bob let's let's talk a little golf and it would appear that good old wingedfoot is playing a little tougher today.
2: <laughs> yeah uh, besides um things becoming firmer and faster the wind's been up and the golf course has really started to show its teeth. You know um yes yesterday we had 21 rounds under par today we've only had two from all the players and there's only six six guys under par um after after the second round now so um yeah it's it's been difficult uh if you watch it on tv you see a lot of the the darker and the lighter in the greens that means the the moisture starting to go out of the greens um and when that happens these guys have a little bit harder time
0: Patrick Reed holding on to that lead but Bryson DeChambeau coming up and uh a nice round today
2: yeah, he was one of the he was one of the guys that shot under par. Bryson shot two under par. Bubba Watson shot one under par today. Um and uh so uh Bryson was even coming to the last hole, which is the um which is the ninth which was his ninth pole which is the ninth hole, which was his eighteenth hole, hit it in there on the par five about um oh about ten, twelve feet and made that putt for Eagle, which got him to two under par for the day. Uh and three under par for the tournament. So, yeah, he's he's playing well. Justin Thomas, he just finished. He shot three over today. He's at two under. But Patrick Reed shot even after shooting four under par yesterday, and, and he's leading right now.
0: Jake, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but uh, Bob and Bryson have a lot in common. Both of them are uh, oh, yes, muscular do, men, we? you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do,
2: do, do all those muscles help, Bob? <laughs> I'm far from that, Gordon. I'm 60, years, I'm 60 years old now, and I do not have muscles. <laughs> <laughs> he's our friend Bob
3: Casper from Real Golf Radio. Take a look at Tony Finau. Shot a uh, 73 today, Bob. He's a yep. plus two for the tournament. Yep. But, you know, he's tied for 17th. You would think he yeah. could, could
2: still be in the range where he could do something over the weekend. Oh, yeah. You know, five or six shots back going into the weekend is not too far. Um, and, you know, Tony was playing well. But then he got to the front nine and he struggled on the front nine. He was two under par at one point, and and was you know one under par for the day. And he was doing well, but uh, just made some bogeys on the on the back nine, or which and uh, and that's what caused him to get three over par and finish at plus two.
0: Your pick, Justin Thomas, hanging in there as well.
2: Yeah. Um, as I said, uh, he shut up 73. He got all the way back to even par. He was, he was five over and then made, made a couple birdies coming in, um, missed one on the final hole, but made, made those birdies coming in and, and that, that really helped him to kind of stay in touch at two under. Sorry if I missed that,
0: but, uh, I, no, wanted, okay. to ask, I wanted to ask you about, about the golf course. It's so how many golf
2: courses are there at Wingfoot? there are two there's the east and the west course and the west is the one that they they always play the um the u.s open and and major championships on bob
3: casper with us from real golf radio on 97.5 and and 1280 the zone bob given the history of your course or of this course excuse me including the history of your family are you expecting some
2: real fireworks this weekend Well, you know, I think it's going to, I, you know, if the golf course continues to to do what it's doing right now and it continues to get tough, um, you're not going to see a lot of under par scores. Um, In fact, I would think that, you know, those guys that are up at the top right now, they'll probably come backwards a little bit if it continues to be like it is now. Um, And, and I don't doubt that I, that's what it's, that's, what's going to happen. Um, If, the, it looks like the temperatures, as far as the weather is concerned, it's going to be uh, like highs of 60, 61, 62 the next couple of days, and you're going to have winds of 10 to 15 miles an hour. And if that's the case, then the golf course is going to continue to play like it is right now, and and you'll see some guys shoot some under par rounds, but they're going to be few and far between. And the winner is 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 going to be lucky to be under par by the time by the end of the week.
0: Bob, eight of the top ten scores on the leaderboard uh are uh, American. Does that mean
2: anything? Um, I, I don't know, not necessarily. The Europeans are are used to playing in um in tough conditions and windy conditions. Um but uh I don't know. I I don't know that you can take anything from that other than um than this is a golf course that some of these guys have played before, not very many. I think only fifteen have played it before. Um, in in a U.S. Open t- t- style of format, um, but uh, yeah, I, I I wouldn't take anything out of that for for sure, Bob.
3: Bob real quick before we cut you loose, give us a little a preview of what we'll be listening to tomorrow morning on Real Golf Radio.
2: So we're going we've got some we've got some good interviews coming up. We've got Troy Merritt who's right now on the golf course um, that, that's going to be joining us uh, tomorrow. Um, and then we've also got the caddy, who's caddied sure. on this golf course before. We always have him. And then uh, um, a lady by the name of uh, Ann Lagoria, who is another radio personality um, for WFAN. She does a lot of streaming, a lot of work for them at all the golf majors. And she's going to kind of bring us up to date on uh, what what the golf course is like. Um, she's from the New York area. so.
0: Bob, one last thing I got to get from you. I need okay. a t- one or two tips, when it comes to barbecuing.
2: Okay. Can you give us some? Um. Well, it just it just depends on what you're <laughs> on what you're trying to do. Um. You know whether it's ribs or brisket or pulled pork or chicken or whatever. But um, low and slow is always the way to go. And and, and find yourself a a um, a rub that you that you like it just takes some experimenting and uh and and then you start to tweak things a little bit but uh find a rub and low and slow how
0: long should how long should it
2: take bob how long uh how much time um so uh ribs today took about five and a half hours Mm
4: -hmm.
2: Um, a brisket uh, takes anywhere from 12 to 14 hours and pulled pork probably around the same
3: wow All right. Well, Bob, congrats again on your W, and thank you for all the great insight, and we'll be tuned in tomorrow morning. Okay, guys. Thanks. Thank you. That's our friend Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio. We're live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. We'll have John Canzano joining the show at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Not Sports Report is next, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Gordon Monson Show Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <laughs> those, were the the d- days, uh. <laughs> those were the days. Those were the days. Time for the Not Sports Report. Brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Inventory. Shop online dot LHMUsedCars.com. Live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Brand new location right here in Salt Lake. Prices so low it'll blow your mind. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going across the pond. But before we go, I'd like to take
0: note that today is national cheeseburger day oh you're gonna have a cheeseburger tonight gordon well we should we should it's national cheeseburger day do you have a favorite cheeseburger
3: not really because i i actually like hamburgers more than cheeseburgers you don't put cheese on it i mean i'll eat it if there's cheese on there but i prefer no cheese you're Austin? anti-cheese? Not anti-cheese. I just prefer no cheese. You've you you to get are... the
0: right kind of cheese. Because sometimes you, say you get that sloppy cheese on there, and that's no good. The you sloppy you can... cheese.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you got to avoid the sloppy cheese. I guess. You know, Someone's putting nacho
3: little... cheese on their hamburger or what?
0: <laughs> you get the right cheese, and it makes all the difference in the world. The, uh,
3: the best cheeseburger I ever had was from this place called Super Duper Burger in San Francisco. Oh, really? And it was probably four inches thick. The patty was four inches thick, and it had bacon
1: and cheese and and barbecue. It was amazing. I went to a place in Japan, and it was a Kobe beef burger, and it was in the Ginza district of Tokyo, and the hamburger was 85 bucks.
3: Oh, my
0: God. That's wow. a
1: good story.
0: I don't think I can top
1: that. <laughs> That's I can't amazing. Top that. I've and, never had an $85 ham- hamburger in Austin. Cheaper. It was incredible, but I don't know that it's better than some of the local really good burgers mm. like Cotton Bottom Garlic Burger. Oh, I love yeah. the Cotton Bottom mm. Garlic mm. Burger. Mm. And any, just,
5: for me, any burger with blue cheese. I was just going to say, Dad, how are you going to talk about a hamburger in Japan? There's nothing more American than a hamburger. Well, uh,
1: Come Eighty-five dollar hamburger? It's like, it be
0: are good. you kidding me? Hey, uh, awesome. uh, so Jake, weren't you worth me the last time we had uh, a cheeseburger down there at Cotton Bottom? Oh, I I've eaten down there
3: with you before, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's 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 good. That's good eating. Down you smell there. for a couple of days,
1: but yeah, you did it, right? <laughs> but that's it's, it's good because yeah. then people it's will worth worth leave you alone.
0: <laughs> it is okay. Worth it. So this is this is what I got. And this is kind of weird. Okay, it's uh, I know most uh, not sports report stories are very normal. But this one is a little weird, and I want to get you guys' opinion about it. A man married his mother-in-law. What? After breaking up with his wife. You don't see that every day. Uh, with
5: the new, in with the old.
0: I, I I suppose so. But now they've been married for like tw- over twenty years, and they say they have no regrets. It's been unusual, an unusual relationship. But what happened was. He married his his uh, his wife. Um, her, I think her name was Irene, and that lasted until about nineteen in sometime in nineteen eighties, and they split up with their different ways. But then Clive, the guy who uh, who <laughs> he made he made some moves on his former mother in law. <laughs> yeah. how, how how long in between? I think
3: it was uh, I don't know it was uh, I think it was about five years or something like that. Okay so okay so none of this is really that great I think but it would be one thing if he left his wife for his mother-in-law yeah. as opposed to like some time passed and they just happened to reconnect or something. Well a little bit of time did
0: pass. So I don't know but I don't know if he had eyes for her before you so know no or whether that they- that, that, yeah, I don't know whether that, that factored in at all, but uh, eventually he did ask her out. And the funny thing about it is the mother-in-law didn't like him when he married his, her daughter. Classic. He, he never liked the guy. But then as time went by, he asked her out, and she said they had a few drinks, and next thing you know, they were kissing.
3: He came into some money
5: very he, <laughs> <laughs> he came into some money. Yeah, hey, not... wait, wait, you said they were married in the 80s?
0: Uh, he got he got divorced from uh, Brenda, the mother in law's daughter. I think it was eighty five, and then they got married in ninety. The so there was man. some time that went by. Brenda says, "Hey, we fell in love. What can we do? You know, they fell in love." So, man, wow! I just thought that was a little unusual. I couldn't picture marrying my mother in law. How would uh, I don't know? I just uh, that seems like uh, an
3: odd one. Why would anybody possibly care about this? I. I, I'm with because you. it's unusual all right uh we're at the warehouse 1825 south 300 west uh, speaking
5: of mother-in-laws let's get your mother in a good new uh mattress
3: transition clayton
5: <laughs> so that she'll be happy and love you
3: tom and clayton with us now uh well have been with us this whole segment really but uh yeah <laughs> see there you go that's what
1: you do just Trans- learning from the yeah. best
5: from jake right. you know
1: yeah exactly uh, what are wow, we that story has me speechless <laughs> Clayton you better take over.
5: No problem. We're doing a mother-in-law special on adjustable beds.
1: Can we can we rephrase
0: that Clayton? I, <laughs> I just don't want to think about mother-in-law special and oh, so...
1: <laughs> I, I, I will rephrase that. We have a guest room mattress so when your mother-in-law <laughs> Much better. visits Much better. she will have an incredible mattress. So the grandkids can enjoy her because she'll be pleasant and happy because she got a good night's rest. There I you go. And
5: Clay- mention Clayton because I don't have a mother-in-law, so no issues there. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, no,
0: hey, not- What can we do to get Clayton a mother-in-law?
5: Come on. Now you, Gordon. You got my mom, my dad. Now you. <laughs> Uncle Clayton is working on that too.
1: Okay. Uh, so there's some family pressure here, Clayton.
5: <laughs> well, you know how it goes here in the valley.
1: That's all right. You
3: stay strong. Yeah. You stay strong. Stay strong. Stay strong. Strength, power. <laughs> so when Clayton gets a mother-in-law, uh, the guest room she, will be kosher. The guest room will be ready to go.
1: <laughs> Let, let's give him. Let's give him a few prices to give him an incentive to come buy the guest room mother-in-law All right. Mattress. Let's do it. How about we do the Clayton? Uh, sectional special we haven't talked about that all day we haven't this is a custom sectional oh yeah i like this one this is uh, uh, an incredible deal our, our competition down the street 1700 1799 and uh clayton what do you love about this sectional
5: i love that a it's made here in utah
1: big american deal. made made in utah yep, big support deal. local very important
5: b has the greatest name in the world It's actually
1: named Clayton.
5: It's actually named after me. It was
1: not named after him. Come on. It came to us as the The Clayton Clayton You don't got
5: to tell him that. We can just roll with it. It's named after me. I think it's more powerful if it was named
1: legendary Clayton without being named after you.
5: Can we do a sectional named after me one day? Sure. Okay.
1: Why not? So Utah Company, made right here. Made right here. And the beautiful part about it, there's like nine fabrics you can choose from. You can customize your pillows uh, it's it's you can customize the size. You can make a, a chase L-shaped sectional. You can make it a U-shaped sectional. The L-shaped sectional is about ten feet by eight feet, right. and we can do that for eleven ninety nine. Wow! Which is if you think about custom furniture, and it can, takes a couple of weeks to get done, but that's better than waiting twelve weeks for the sofa you would order next door that isn't custom. And isn't made in Utah.
5: Correct. And if you want to throw in the ottoman, obviously, like my dad said, it's a custom piece. So you come in and say, you know, I like this color, this fabric. There's 10 different fabrics you can choose from. You put in the accent pillows. You say, hey, I don't got 10 feet. I got 8 feet by 6 feet to work with. The company here in Utah works with you. It's about two weeks out on a custom build. That's all? Two weeks? Two weeks. Wow. And we deliver it to your house.
1: And if you don't like East High Grammar, I got... We also have.
5: What are you saying? <laughs> East High doesn't have a good education? South High Cub boy?
1: Yeah. My grandmother went to South. How about that? The
5: best.
3: Yeah. All right. 1825 South, 300 West here in Salt Lake. That is Tom and Clayton. Don't forget, 86 East University uh, Parkway in Orem. Go see Uncle Clayton down there. He'll take care of you as well. We'll have uh, John Canzano of the Oregonian joining the show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.